friends. Welcome to 30-Minute Nutrition. I am your host, Ani Weeks. As always, I am not a dietitian, and I am also not your diet technician, so the information in this episode is merely meant to offer an introduction to a nutrition topic. You'll definitely want to talk to your personal healthcare practitioners to find what's right for you. All right. Welcome, you guys. This week, we're talking about a topic that is honestly really close to my heart. It's changed the way I view myself, the way I think about myself when I look in the mirror. Before we dive in, (laughs) and I just close the full topic, let's start with our introductory segments. What am I currently craving? This week, I have to say Asian cuisine. I've been reading a book. Some of you may also be reading this. It's been pretty popular recently, but it's called Crying in H Mart, and the author is Korean-American. And she talks about so much food in the book and my mouth just waters because she describes like the whole experience of cooking with her mom and growing up with these foods. And so one of strangely my comfort foods is beet bimbap, which is like, it's got like some type of meat in it mixed with rice, mixed with veggies. Like it's kind of all the food groups in one and then you fry an egg and put it on top and it is so good. And I have some leftover that I'm probably going to eat after recording this. So (laughs) it's so good. And I am just really excited about eating some more Asian cuisine this week. But we also have um, some Indian food. Tikka masala is on our menu for this week. And I actually have a recipe up on my website. So I'll link it in the show notes. But I think it's so fun to just kind of spice things up, use different sets of spices and seasonings. Um, And I'm just in a mood for Asian cuisine this week, (laughs) not feeling the Western food so much, but um, I love that it can still use some of the pantry staples in my kitchen. So that's what I'm currently craving. In terms of weird food news, guys, I'm a little behind the trend. I have to admit, I have not been on TikTok. Um, but I just heard of cloud bread. So if you're on TikTok, you probably know what this is. If you're not, that's okay. Neither am I. (laughs) Um, But it's this bread and apparently it's just made with three ingredients. Um, Most of the recipes use eggs, cream cheese, and cream of tartar. And it makes like it sounds like this cloud soft bread. Um, And people are just raving about it because it's gluten-free, obviously. And then it's um, it can also be low carb and can go with the keto diet, which a lot of people, I guess keto diet's trending down, but um, a lot of people have been on that traditionally in the past year or so. Um, But anyway, this cloud bread, I'm like so curious about it. Although we're being very spare with our eggs right now, I have to admit, because eggs are so expensive. (laughs) So we're not eating eggs as much as we used to. We're being a little little more uh, wise in the way we use them, except for, of course, the beet bimbap, which I mentioned. But um, this cloud bread, I'm just so curious and intrigued. So maybe I'll try it and get back to you guys. But I just almost can't believe it's a real thing. Like, it looks like bread in a picture, but I'm like, what's the texture? Like, I want to know more about it. So anyway, that's been trending. I think it's kind of weird, but I'm also excited to try it. Maybe I'll commit to trying it this week and letting you guys know. (laughs) But on to our topic for today. I think this will be a little bit shorter of an episode, but nonetheless, very timely. I do want to give a little teaser. Next week, we'll be talking about um, how to love your body, kind of when you're hating it or feeling like you're just not very at peace with the way you look. Uh, It'll premiere, the episode next week will premiere on Valentine's Day. So I have a guest speaker for you guys. It's going to be my first episode with a guest speaker, and I'm so excited. She's a dietitian. 
who's very familiar with eating disorders, very familiar with how our mind, minds kind of work when we're in a state when we don't love our bodies. And so the topic this week, though, in this episode that we're talking about is how to emphasize non-scale victories. So we're going to be talking all about non-scale victories. Before we really dive in, I wanted to give you a good definition And I also, I already have a whole blog post on this topic, which I'll be linking in the show notes. Um, That gives you way more information. It gives you all the resources I'll be referencing in the literature. I didn't really reference any specific studies in the literature this time, but I have tons of articles from dietitians and experts linked on that blog post. So if you want more information, that's the first place you should go. Uh, But this podcast episode will give you a good introduction. It'll kind of get your brain ready for next week when we're talking a little more deeply about body image and all those things. So a non-scale victory, and there's lots of definitions for this, but this is the one I chose. Um, It's a meaningful moment worth celebrating regardless of the weight on the scale. And the weight on the scale is just one measurement, right? It's one of the most common measurements. Happens when we go to the doctor, happens when we go other places that are kind of examining our health. It's one of the common measures used to track our nutrition progress, yet it can be notoriously unreliable and so many things can affect weight. So this is another from a dietitian. His name is Jason Machowski, I believe. Um, And his definition is really great. So I wanted to read it to you guys. An NSV or a non-scale victory is any success you've had in the past day, week, or month related to eating better or being physically active that is not related to your weight, but is still meaningful to you. Something I love so much about this definition is that it can be individualized to you. Um, It can be meaningful to you. This victory can be something that is personal to you, whereas I feel like the weight on the scale is just kind of like a generic, universal, external indicator of your weight and all that encompasses. So something I love about a good non-scale victory, and we'll go into more examples of that later on. But something I love about it is how individualized it can be and how meaningful it can be to somebody. And that's kind of the whole point in nutrition for me is just to make it a more meaningful, um, mindful process rather than something we mindlessly engage in each day. So as I said, we'll go into those later, but I kind of just wanted to give a good framework of what a non-scale victory is, why someone might want to track it, and why someone might choose that over more conventional methods like stepping on a scale. So the literature for this, like I said, it's a little bit vague, but definitely go to that blog article if you want some more concrete evidence and and resources to go to. But the literature on this is that weight we know is influenced by so many factors. So I'm going to give you a list of some of these factors. And just remember, this isn't even all of them. (laughs) This is just some of them, and there are quite a few. So our weight can be influenced by carbohydrate intake, for example, like carbo loading for athletic performance, sodium levels, which of course affect fluid levels in our body. One big one is stress levels. How is cortisol acting in our body or reacting in our body, um, changing our appetite? How is hydration and elimination levels, bowel movements, the time of day, time of month, especially if you're a woman, (laughs) Um, your hormones, your sleep patterns, digestion, genetics and family history, age, gender, body composition, fluid and food composition of the food you ate that day, exercise and weight loss. Like I said, if you're an athlete, that can, your weight can fluctuate all the time. So 
remember, these are just a few, (laughs) just a couple of the many, many things that can affect our weight. So even in a given day, you can step on the scale and your weight can be off by, uh, I I don't say quite a bit, but it can change day to day, right? Fluctuations are normal. In fact, in my note on this episode, I literally in all caps wrote fluctuations in weight are normal. (laughs) I know that's been true for me. I know that's been true for a lot of people, a lot of settings that I've been in with dietitians where counseling has taken place. People are really worried about that. And time and time again, the dietitian has just said, fluctuations are normal. Just remember, this is a normal part of living day to day. In fact, sometimes an increase in weight, I know for a lot of people, just the thought of that sounds scary, but sometimes an increase in the weight amount actually means a person's becoming more well-nourished and more well-hydrated. So it's we've been taught and conditioned, I think, to fear weight gain, but there's just stages of life. Um, and even the day-to-day where fluctuations are a normal thing and maybe even a healthy thing. So I think that is so important to keep in mind as we, any conversation we have about weight that needs to be mentioned. So my lived experience, if you're new, we do this in three segments, usually on the podcast, it's the literature, the lived experience and the landscape. So the literature tells us kind of recapping fluctuations are normal. Uh, It's normal at different life stages for weight to go up and down. My lived experience with this is, as I mentioned before, this concept has literally changed my life and the way that I look at myself. Thinking about non-scale victories has moved me from a place of just focusing on the number on the scale to um, not using the scale at all. We have a scale in our house now, but we had did it for years. <laughs> and I think that was such a healthy thing because I wasn't really worried about what the number said on the scale. I was ner- worried about how I was nourishing myself, how I felt every day. So I love this quote from Steve Maraboli, and he's a speaker and an author, and he talks a lot about behavioral science. So he's not a nutrition expert, but I feel like this quote just encompasses kind of my thoughts on the topic. He said, this scale can only give you a numerical reflection of your relationship with gravity. I'm going to pause for a second. I love that. (laughs) The scale just tells you your relationship with gravity, right? He says, that's it. It cannot measure your beauty, talent, purpose, life force, possibility, strength, or love. And I just think that's such an incredible way to phrase it that when you step on the scale, it's just giving you a relationship of yourself with gravity. That's it. And if we can kind of take the emotion out of it, I know it's really hard, but if we can make those steps to just realize, okay, this is just one metric of a whole lived experience, our whole life, um, the fulfillment of how we, you know, our our measure of fulfillment each day, it just can't be read on a scale, right? And so just thinking about how much more you are outside of your weight, and that sometimes the weight doesn't even need to factor into that beauty, talent, purpose, all those things he mentions, it doesn't change that, right? It doesn't change your worth. And so I just love that quote and that idea that it's just a measure. It's just one measure, right? And it doesn't even really it can't encompass or comprehend everything else we are outside of that. So short little lived experience segment for today, but I just wanted to put my two cents in there. Professionally, I've seen this affect a lot of people and personally in my own life too, I've seen it affect um, the way I work out and the way I eat and being able to incorporate more non-skill victories has really helped me to become healthier in my mind and my body, all of the above. Right? So I think it helps when we conceptualize this topic to talk about actual 
non-skill victories examples. Um, and this can be kind of hard to do because as I mentioned before, it is very individual and personal, but I wanted to give you some examples of what I've seen um, in my practice as a diet technician and working with and shadowing dietitians. So a long time ago, I had a social media post on this and maybe I'll reshare it when I share this podcast episode, but here are a couple that I think are very valuable when we're talking about non-skill victories. So Number one is a focus on food behaviors. There are some wins and victories you can have when you're focusing on your behavior with food. So for example, this could be your relationship with food. Are you having less disordered eating habits? For example, have you stopped binging or avoiding certain foods? Um, Are you engaging in mindful eating? Are you listening to your body? Are you responding to hunger and fullness or satiety cues? Have you learned new cooking or kitchen skills in your efforts to eat healthier or to better serve your body? Um, Have you distanced yourself from dieting? Are you identifying where you're at on the hunger scale instead of an actual skill? Are you using food as a reward still or have you moved away from that and you're not using food as a reward or a punishment? So these are things to think about. Um, I think that's one really awesome area to start when you're talking about non-skill victories is to look at how you're behaving with food. Um, For example, have you stopped using it as an emotional uh, eating pattern and emotional crutch in situations? I think that's a huge victory and people aren't going to just come out and really congratulate you on that right away, right? It's more inherent in our society to have someone come up to you and compliment you on your your weight loss, right? So these are kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just in the background a little bit. It's not something someone's going to come out and compliment you on, right? So you need to learn how to kind of compliment yourself and celebrate these things yourself and to surround yourself with people who would do that for you as well. So another awesome thing to do, and this kind of Uh, blends into this topic we were just talking about, but try to point out non-weight related physical changes. So instead of saying, oh, it looks so great that you've lost weight, you could compliment yourself or someone else by saying, wow, your skin and nails look very healthy. Um, You seem to be you, I guess in yourself, you could say, I'm feeling less bloated. I'm feeling more muscle tone. Um, So things that aren't like so central to weight loss, but are rather, um, for example, another example, I guess, would be you have uh, less aches and pains throughout the day, like things that are really improving your quality of life. Um, they can be, if you want to, more external things like hair or nails, or you have some sort of, you know, quote unquote glow about you. Um, but they can be even more internal, like confidence, or you feel more skilled at working out because you've been doing that more. So it doesn't necessarily have to be related to weight, even if you are losing weight. Um, I think another really awesome one to focus on, and this is one that's been really important to me, um, is when medical markers change. So like when you get blood work or lab work done or test results are improving, that's a huge victory. I like to, you know, do something to reward myself like a spa day or something like that. When I realize there's non-weight related physical changes that are happening that are improving my quality of life. So, um, Sometimes we just go to the doctor, get our blood work done, come back, right? But I think sometimes it's worth celebrating uh, when, you know, we see our blood work and we've reduced our risk for heart disease or something like that. Those are all victories we can celebrate that have nothing to do with our weight, 
but everything to do with the healthy habits that we're putting into practice. So some other examples, I know I've mentioned a lot here, but you could also look to see, um, is your breathing better? (laughs) You know, are you feeling less labored and just day-to-day tasks? Um, Have you decreased your reliance on medication that you maybe needed before? Of course, under medical supervision, that's important to make sure you're working with the doctor on that. Um, How's your digestion? Has your digestion and bloating improved? Um, That can really interfere with your day and be uncomfortable. So looking at those physical changes has really put perspective in my life. And I know I've seen this happen in, in my professional practice as well. These all, and then again, these all kind of blend together. So they go from one to another really well. And I think that just points to the truth of this method. But um, another thing you can look for when looking for non-skill victories is mood and emotion. And this is huge because as many of you know, a lot of the chemicals that affect our neurotransmitters and the way we experience mood and emotion are linked to our gut. And so Mood and emotion, um, I think this could be, or do you feel happier? Are you feeling more confident? Are you feeling outgoing? Um, food and social activities are really linked in a lot of places and a lot of people's lives. And so sometimes we'll be so scared of food behaviors that will, you know, withdraw from social situations. So I think, like I said, these are all kind of linked. You could overlap them, but one thing with mood and emotion, are you feeling more outgoing? Are you feeling friendly? Or are you feeling more likely to be in a social situation and food's not limiting that for you? Do you have more patience? Uh, are you less irritable? I know for me, when I'm not eating very well, it messes with my mood a lot. And I feel more irritable with, around people. I get more easily irritated. And so for me, that's a big incentive to eat well and kind of emphasize these non-skill victories. Another thing, um, a lot of people claim when they eat better too, that they have less stress and anxiety and the literature is catching up to that as well. Are you having a better attitude? Are you feeling more optimistic? Are your cravings decreased? Are they less linked to your moods and emotions? Um, do you have an increased sense of self-esteem or self-love after practicing uh, celebrating these non-scale victories? Um, are you feeling more in control? Are you feeling more centered, grounded? These types of things are so important to quality of life and kind of your habits day to day. They they can all be recognized as non-skill victories. I know I I kind of phrased that in a way that um, it's like a cause or effect of non-skill victories, but each of these can be a non-skill victory within itself, if that makes sense. So um, I have even more for this section because I feel like it's so important to me. It's something I've experienced, but are you feeling like you're developing better coping mechanisms. Um, do you feel increased social support of the people around you? Um, like I mentioned before, the peop- have you kind of taught the people around you to recognize when you look or feel happy and uh, when you're feeling healthy rather than asking about your weight? Do you have a newfound love or appreciation for healthy foods and habits? Um, do you feel a sense of strength and, and a belief in yourself to go out in the world and interact with people and be social and also be able to eat well when you're on the road? Like all these things matter and can matter to you and be meaningful to you. Um, can you also, do you also have a sense of belief and investment and in positive health practices? That's a big mindset shift for a lot of people. Um you know, are you willing to invest in these positive health practices? All right, moving on a little bit, we've got a couple more sections I think are important to address about these non-skill victories and examples of non-skill victories. 
brain function. Like I said before, mood, emotion, and brain function, cognition, that's all important, all infected, affected by, guys, I keep saying infected when I mean affected. <laughs> They're all affected by what we eat and the ways we choose to fuel our bodies. So this is a big one. Do you feel a sense of improved focus? Are you feeling increased performance? Are you feeling better reactions and decision-making abilities? Memory, clarity, productivity. If you have a regular work day, um, are you able to show up and be the most productive version of yourself? Um, efficient, clear communication, adaption to new, uh, adaptation to new environments, uh, planning for the future, developing new skills. These are all things that food can enhance for you. And instead of being so focused with the scale, you can view each of these steps forward as a non-scale victory. Another thing I think is important in mentioning, um, sometimes what we eat can affect and the way we view um, weight and things can affect our sleep hygiene. So you can spend time talking about sleep hygiene as well um, as a result of making healthier changes in your life. Um, including diet and maybe exercise and other things, has your sleep quality improved? Are you falling asleep more easily and staying asleep easily? Are you relying less on medication for a good night's sleep? Um, are you snoring less because of the way you've changed your diet? Um, or other symptoms like night sweats or things going away? Are you less likely to hit the snooze button when you, you wake up because you found a type of exercise you love to do in the morning? These are all things that be, can be considered non-skill victories. Another way to measure non-skill victories is um, in terms of energy, the amount of energy you feel. This is important to me. If you know me, I've talked before about my chronic illnesses, but they can be a huge drain <laughs> on my energy and I've had to learn how to budget my energy. And food's been a big part of that because our body spends a lot of energy on digestion. So when we're choosing foods that are healthy for us personally and are easy for our bodies to digest personally, it's a lot easier <laughs> to have some extra energy left over. So for me, I like some of my non-skill victories have to do with energy. Do I feel an increased activity level? Do I feel my energy level staying steadier throughout the day, not such a big reliance on caffeine? Um do I have a midday slump or not? Am I needing caffeine or sugar to stay awake? Do I need, I think a lot of people when um, they are older really value having the energy to keep up with their kids or grandkids. And that's a huge non-skill victory to take into consideration. Sometimes that's more motivating than when you're exercising, than the number on the scale, right? <laughs> the number on the scale is something you experience alone. Whereas like playing with your kids and grandkids, that's something that has a sense of togetherness. So that's super important. Um, being able to do more of the things you love or you're passionate about. Do you have energy when the day's done to spend time on a hobby or with a loved one? These are all non-skill victories. Um, reaching fitness milestones or goals, having increased endurance to just get through the day. So like I said, it's almost, we can't mention all of them here, but it's, <laughs> it's almost impossible to mention all of them here. But these are just some examples of non-skill victories. And I hope this kind of challenges you this week to think about how to have this pattern of thinking in your life. Like I said, it's made a huge difference for me and how I go about the day to day. So hopefully that's a good primer. Our next episode, and I think next two episodes, um, will be about how to love your body when you kind of sort of hate it. <laughs> I'm so pumped. It's going to be our first episode with a guest speaker. And I'm just so grateful you guys joined me today. Like I always say, I know it's it's a time out of your day and 
you have a choice of what to listen to and what to do. And I'm really grateful that you chose to spend part of your day with me and part of your day in an effort to better yourself and increase the amount of healthy habits you have in your life. So I will see you guys next week. Until then, I hope you stay well and nourished and I'm pumped to talk to you guys next week um, and be kind of vulnerable and candid about loving your body. So we'll see you then. Bye. (laughs) Thank you.